0: Zach, we're really excited to have you here and to pour into us. I'd love to pray for you, and I'd love for you guys to join me in praying for Zach and just praying for all of us that our hearts will be open to what God wants to speak to each one of us today as we look at his word. Jesus, thank you for Zach. Thank you for the man that you've made him to be. Thank you for the work that Forerunner is doing and the opportunity to partner with you, Lord. We do believe that relationships change lives, Lord. as we're here today, God, we open our hearts, God, to your word. We ask that you would speak to us and you would teach us and you would shape us and mold us, Lord, that you would feed us, God, as we look to you. and pray that you would speak through Zach to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's good. Thanks, Zach. Got that, you know... I'm a Zach. Zach's a Zach. We got some Zach power going on up here. I don't know if you guys can feel it, but if you guys can feel that, that's Zach power. Okay. So just saying. Hey, (laughs) thank y'all. What am I talking about? Zach power. Um, Thank y'all so much for having me here today. I really appreciate it. Uh, My name is Zachary Garza. I'm the founder and executive director of Forerunner Mentoring Program here in Dallas. Uh, We serve... Uh, the fatherless population here, and we support the single mother. So, you guys have been uh, partners with us for a couple years now, and I just wanted uh, to take this opportunity to say thank you. Um, Thank you so much for uh, volunteering your time, volunteering your money. Um, You guys are great. Uh, I would like to show a picture up here. And this is a picture of our two kids at camp. Um, And our kids got to go to camp because of you. So thank you, Antioch. Um, The one on the right, uh, he just uh, lost his father. Um, His father was shot and killed in the uh, parking lot of his apartment complex about 11 months ago. Um, During the summertime, whenever mom's away working, our kids don't really have a lot to do. Um, And so because of you guys, because of, um, you know, your support, our kids were able to go to camp for a week. Our kids were actually able to go to camp for eight weeks uh, and hear about Jesus and make godly friendships and be surrounded with positivity instead of just being isolated and alone in their apartment. So I just want you guys to know that whenever you guys hear that y'all partner with Forerunner, this is just a little bit of what you guys do, that these smiles that are on these kids' faces are made possible because of your support. So thank y'all so much. Let me pray for us today, dear God, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, and thank you, Lord, for this church. God, thank you, Lord, for your presence. God, we want more of you today. We want less of us, God. Lord Jesus, I pray that your Spirit come and that you transform lives. I pray that your Spirit come and move, that you minister to us, Lord. That you give us eyes to see you and ears to hear you, Lord. We want more of you today, Lord. God, speak through me, Lord. Prepare our hearts for whatever it is that you have, God for whatever it is you have for us is good. Thank you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray, amen. Now guys, it, it, it's, it's fun to watch that uh, WFAA thing, and then it's really interesting to hear Pete talk about the purpose of a, a father, right? He says, a, a father is here to give attention, a father is here to give affirmation, a father is here to say, I'm proud of you. And my friends, I'm here to say that we have a father here tonight who wants to say that to you. And if you guys don't know the love of a father here on earth, there is a love of a father that you can experience today and his name is Jesus Christ. His name is God. Because we are his children and we are in his family and there's nothing we can do to get kicked out of that family. (laughs) That's so cool, right? Man, he's a father, he's good. He wants to be near to his children. So today we're going to talk about testimony, right? We're going to talk about stories. Um, And I want to start off telling you guys a story about me and my wife. Uh, So we got introduced to this couple about a month ago, and we thought that they were kind of cool. So we invited them over for dinner. They have a couple kids uh, under the age of five. We have a couple kids under the age of five. and We invited them over. We had pizza. It was a great time. Uh, If any of you guys have ever been in an atmosphere where there's a bunch of kids, it's pretty chaotic, right? Like my kid picked up a toy, tossed it at some kid's face. He retaliated by biting my son. I mean, it's just messy, right? So we did what any good Christian parent would do in that situation. We gave him a bunch of pizza and kicked him out to the backyard and didn't pay attention to him for about three hours, (laughs) okay? Because if you guys have ever been around kids, it's really hard to have an adult conversation with kids around. It just is. Moms, can I get an amen? (laughs) So we kicked them out, and they're doing, I don't know what they're doing, because they're outside unsupervised. And we can finally start getting to know our new friends, right? And so whenever you meet friends for the first time and you invite them over for dinner, it's a little bit like a first date, right? Like it kind of kind of weird, kind of awkward, like you're asking them questions, they're asking us questions, and it's like the typical, hey, so tell me how y'all met, uh, what do you guys like to do for fun, and all that good stuff. Well, eventually, they asked me the question, hey, Zach, tell me what it is that you do. And I, I love this question, and uh, I also am kind of terrified of this question, because it always ends up one of two ways. I say, oh, I." I actually am involved with a ministry that serves the fatherless and uh, supports the single mother. And they stare at me and they go, cool. And it's just silence. Okay, well that didn't go over too well. Um, Or I say, hey, I'm involved with a ministry that serves the fatherless and supports the single mother. And they're like, oh, that's awesome. Let me ask you a ton of questions about it. Um, This one bad, this one good. Uh, Thank you that the couple that we were talking to wanted to find out more. So they started asking me questions. Hey, what does it look like on a day-to-day basis? Tell me some stories about your kids. Tell me about these moms. And it was awesome. I just got to share about what the Lord is doing through, through Forerunner. Um, and then they asked me the question that always kind of packs a punch, right? They said, hey, Zach, why, why is it that you care so much about the fatherless? And it's at that moment right there that I have a choice. I can either take the safe way and I can say, hey, I just really like kids. You know, kids are our future. It's really important to invest into them. Or I can choose to step out of my comfort zone and I can choose to access the power of the Holy Spirit, bring a little bit of heaven down to earth and say, no, 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 this is really why I do what I do. Because, my friends, there is power in our testimony. There's power in our story. And we have a choice to either take the safe way and to stay in our comfort zone, or we can actually talk about what the Lord is doing and what the Lord has done and let the Holy Spirit do his thing. Amen? Yeah. It's good. Revelation 12, 10, and 11. It's a really powerful voice and uh, verse, in my opinion. It says this. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers have been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimony. For they loved not their lives even unto death. Guys, I love this verse. I love this passage, right? It's giving us... a giving us a glimpse into heaven where the accuser, the evil one, has been thrown down. He has been defeated, right? And what has he been defeated with? He's been defeated with two things. The blood of the lamb, Jesus Christ, the perfect son of God, who has been crucified, and the power of our testimony. How cool is that? That our testimony actually has power to push back darkness. Our testimony actually has power to throw down the evil one and say, no, 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 not in my house. Because when you partner with the Holy Spirit and you tell about what the Lord has done, when you tell about what the Lord is doing in your life, guys, that gives the Lord an opportunity to move. And when he moves, there's power every single time. That power can transform lives. That power can change generations. That power can break off bondage. You have a story. You have a testimony. And if you have a story, if you have a testimony, you have access to the power. My friends, today, I want to talk about our story. And I believe the Lord God wants to do three things. I believe he wants to use your story to give him glory. Because it's all about him. It's not about us. I believe that he wants to attract other people to himself and to his goodness and to his family by using your story. And I believe that he wants to use your story to push back evil, to push back darkness, and to bring a little bit of heaven to earth. We're going to be talking about Mary. We're going to be talking about what it looks like to share your testimony and why you should do it. And we're going to debunk some myths and some fears that we might have about sharing our testimony. How's that sound? Does that sound good? It's good. It's good. I always like it when you guys talk. I feel kind of alone up here. Let's talk about Luke 8, 1 through 3, okay? So this is what I love about Luke. Luke's profession was a doctor. I'm picturing Luke to be kind of type A, you know, and I believe everything that he says, he's extremely intentional with the words that he chose because that's just the kind of guy that he was, I believe. So let's read this. Soon afterward, he went on through cities and and villages proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. And the 12 were with him, and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Chuzza, Herod's household manager, and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their means. And guys, like I said, Luke's very intentional with the words that he wrote down here. And I believe that there's a little piece in this passage that he wants us to focus on today. It's that Mary called Magdalene from whom seven demons had gone out. Because we all have a story, right? And this is a huge part of Mary's story. I just picture this, Jesus coming into town with his 12 disciples and with Mary and some of her friends. And when Jesus came into town, I bet the people got really excited, right? Because they'd been hearing about him. Oh, this is, this is the one that must be the Christ. This is Jesus. These are his 12 disciples, let's get to know him. I picture Mary coming over for dinner to people's houses, just like my wife and I had people over for dinner, and them sitting down with Mary. Hey, Mary, so why is it that you're here? And she would answer, oh, I'm with Jesus. Maybe they might ask her, oh, why are are you with Jesus? And it's at that moment that Mary has a choice. She can go the safe way and just say, oh, I, I think he's a good preacher. He's He's fun to be around. Or she can step out of her comfort zone and let the Holy Spirit speak through her testimony. If she chooses to do, do that, she might say something like, well, I actually had seven demons inside of me until I met Jesus. <laughs> and when I met Jesus, everything changed. Can I tell you more about that? It's so cool. All of us in here have a story. There's so much power in that, but we have a choice. You see, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's never going to kick down the door. He's only going to knock at the door of your heart and say, hey, I want to move. I want to speak. Will you partner with me? Will you let me? That's the choice that we have today, my friends. There are two types of testimonies that I want to talk about. I want to talk about the testimony of your past, and I want to talk about the testimony of the, the now. Every time that we strike up a conversation with a stranger, we have an opportunity to talk about what the Lord has done in our lives. Every time that we go to a life group, every time that we have coffee or lunch with a brother and sister in Christ, we have an opportunity to talk about the Cowboys, or to talk about our kids, or to talk about the weather, or we can talk about what the Lord is truly up to in our lives. And that's our choice, my friends. If we talk about football, if we talk about the weather, there's no power in that. But if we talk about what the Lord has done, if we talk about what the Lord is up to, there's power in that. just like when people saw Mary coming, I bet that they said something like, oh, look, there's Mary, isn't isn't she the one who had seven demons in her? Isn't she the one who, and Mary could say, yeah, that's me, but I've experienced Jesus, and my life's totally different. And my friends, I want people to say that about me. I want people to say, hey, look, isn't that Zach, doesn't he deal with father issues? Maybe it's, oh, isn't that the person who just lost a job? Isn't that the person who's sick? Isn't that the person who has a hard marriage? And we get to say, yeah, but look at what the Lord has done. And look at what the Lord is doing. It might look like I'm surrounded by a storm, but man, I'm so full of peace. I'm so full of joy. I'm so full of hope. It's because of the person of Jesus Christ. Can I tell you about him? And there's power there. There's struggles, guys. We've all been through hard things. We're all going through hard things, right? But I believe that the Lord wants us to let him move. I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to partner with us. I want to encourage us all to die to comfort, to die to what we want. Walk out in vulnerability, walk out in boldness, and let's just see what the Holy Spirit will do. God wants to use your story. He wants to use your struggle. Your greatest pain, your greatest struggle can become your greatest area of influence in the name of Jesus Christ. Your greatest pain, your greatest struggle can become your greatest area of influence in the name of Jesus Christ. For 15 years, I sat there and said, man, my parents getting divorced, my father in my life is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I said, man, there's no way, God, that you're good because you let this happen. And how crazy is it that I sit here today and I praise the name of Jesus Christ for allowing me to go through what I've gone through. Because I promise you, if I had not experienced what it was like to grow up without a father, a forerunner would not be here today and those kids would not be ministered to today by what the Lord has done in my life. Our greatest pain, our greatest struggle, the Lord can use it to transform lives and to transform generations, but we have to let him. Because he's a gentleman. He's not going to kick down the door. He wants to use our struggle. Let's look at John sixteen thirty three. I have said these things to you that in me, you may have peace. And in the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. One of my prayers over this last season is, dear God, can you just make it easy? <laughs> Please, Lord, like, I feel like I've just been, you know, getting pounded as of late. And I'm just like, Lord, just give me a season of easy. Just give me a season of easy. But that's not what the word says, right? The word says, in this world, we will have tribulation. It's not if, it's when. And guys, this world is a difficult place. And God doesn't promise to fix our circumstances. God doesn't promise to make it easy. But what he does say is he says, I will give you peace. He says, come to me during these hard times. Come to me during the tribulation and let me change your outlook. Let me change how you react to it. There's been times in my life when I've said, oh God, why me? Why are you letting all of this hard stuff happen? God, what have I done to deserve this? 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4 says this. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves have been comforted by God. My friends, the Lord wants to use your struggle to transform people's lives. The things that we're going through, he wants us to go to him so we can get comfort, so we can get healing, so we can get peace and joy and hope in the midst of a storm. Why? So that we can go and comfort someone who's going through the exact same thing that you're have through, that you going through, that you've gone through. My friends, if you grew up in a broken home, if you have issues in your marriage, if you have been going through a hard time, the Lord wants to comfort you in that. Why? So that you can go comfort someone else in that. That's how the Lord works. Your story can be such an encouragement. Your story can be hope to the hopeless. Guys, God wants to comfort you. If you've got stuff that you're dealing with, God wants to comfort you. He wants to meet you in that. He's not scared of it. That's why he died. He died so the veil could be torn so that you can come close to him. But he's saying, come. He's saying, come. He's not going to force you because he wants to be with you. He wants you in his family. He wants to know you. He wants to be your everything. But sometimes we don't like that, right? Sometimes we don't like to be open. Sometimes we don't like to talk about our stuff. Sometimes we just want to keep it all inside and just pretend like it's not going on. We just want to Push it down into the darkness and say, "Eh, maybe it'll go away. Well, my friends, it's not going away. We got to get these things out into the light so the Lord can deal with it. So our community can help us deal with it. So the people who God has surrounded us with can help us deal with it. First John 1 through 7 says this. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Guys, I think that's so cool. We've got stuff that's in the darkness, and he's encouraging us to bring it out into the light. Because he wants to deal with it. And what happens whenever we bring it out into the light? We have fellowship with one another. Has anyone ever met with a friend? And y'all just talk about surface level stuff, and then you leave being like, man, why did I meet with that person? I just wasted an hour talking about my fantasy football team. Know that that sounds harsh, but I believe that what this verse is saying is when you take stuff that's in the darkness and bring it out into the light, we have fellowship with one another. Because if you have ever met with someone and y'all talk about real life and they encourage you in your struggle and you can encourage them in their struggle and you pray for them and they can pray for you and you cry with them and they can cry for you and you comfort them and they can comfort you. My friends, that is fellowship. That's fellowship. And I promise you in your life groups, if you had that every Tuesday night, there wouldn't be a seat in the house that is empty because people want to be known. And with our story, we get to create a safe environment. When we're vulnerable, it allows other people to be vulnerable. I love seeing people be vulnerable. I love seeing men, I love seeing women be vulnerable. Because I get to say, I thought they had it all together. And they don't. I don't have it all together. If he's sharing that, then I can share about this. My friends, there's power in that. That's what transforms lives. God opposes the proud, but man, he gives so much grace to the humble. And he wants us to be humble. Because it's not about us. It's about what he's doing in our lives. It's about him. Sometimes I feel like when I don't share my stuff, I'm just sitting in this cesspool of me. Me, my sin, my junk, my struggles, me. And there's a word for that. It's called pride. Pride. And I want the Lord to get that out of me. I don't want to walk out in pride. I want to walk out in humility. And I want to say, Lord, is there someone here who needs to hear my story? Do I need to talk about my junk? Do I need to talk about my struggle? Not for me, but for them. Sometimes the thing that you're going through doesn't have anything to do with you at all. But it has everything to do with the next person that you're about to encounter. Why don't we do that, right? Why don't we talk about our stuff? Uh, I'll tell you why. <laughs> Fear, right? It's like the most terrifying thing in the world. Because when the Holy Spirit stirs this up and says, hey, will, will you talk about your hard marriage? Will you talk about your junk? Will you talk about your past? Will you talk about what's going on? The enemy is right there. And he says, no, 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 no. You don't ever do that because they're going to leave you because they're going to reject you because you're going to go through this hard process and nothing's going to change. And no one's going to listen to you and no one cares about you. That's why they call him the accuser. And what does he do? He just lies all day long. He lies and he lies and he lies and he lies. He says, nothing's going to change. You're only going to embarrass yourself. And then you're going to be hurt and alone. But that is not what the Lord says. Genesis 3, 9 through 10. The enemy's been up to this stuff since the very beginning, right? The Lord created this garden. He created Adam and Eve. He said, I want a family. He said, I want to be with you. I want to commune with you. The enemy comes in. He lies. We sin the lord god's looking for adam he says but the lord god called out to man where are you i don't believe that's a location question <laughs> and adam answered he said i heard you in the garden and i was afraid because i was naked so i hid whenever you share that stuff guys it's like being naked and exposed It's scary, it's terrifying. But the Lord wants to find you today. He says no more hiding. No more hiding behind the mask of everything's okay. There's no more hiding behind the mask of there's nothing wrong with me, I'm having a great week. No more hiding behind the mask of tough guy, huh? He says come out, come out. The veil is torn, I wanna be with you. No more hiding, no more reason to be afraid because I love you and because I'm a good father and because I'm faithful and because you can trust me. My friends, I believe the Lord wants to invite us out of hiding today. I believe the Lord wants to kill our fears today and to introduce us to a father who can be trusted. This world will tell you that you can't trust the Lord, but that is not true. This fear, man, it's so strong. I believe fear is everywhere. If you guys watch the news, it's focused on all these things that are gonna terrify us, right? If you watch the news, almost everything on the news is bad news. It's things that are gonna scare you. We're talking about shootings, we're talking about wars, we're talking about global warming, we're talking about all these things that have the possibility to kill us. This world wants to take away hope and insert fear. Fear is the environment of hell. But the environment of heaven is trust in our Father. There is no fear in love. 1 John four eighteen says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect. My friends, our Father is not here to punish us. Our Father is not here to condemn us. Our Father is not here to tell us that we're not doing it right. Our Father is here to love us. And that love is perfect, and that love will never fail you, and that love is always available to you no matter what you've done, no matter what you did last night, no matter what you're into right now. The love of God will never leave you because that's not the game he plays. His love is unconditional. That's so good. And when you experience that father, fear goes out the window and you can actually be intimate with him. You get to know him. And when you get to know him, you're intimate with him. And when you're intimate with him, your life changes. And when your life changes, you can't help but love him even more. You can't help but talk about him, right? Just like the teenager who's fallen in love for the first time, they can't stop talking about their boyfriend or girlfriend. That's how I want to be with the love of Jesus, I want to be the weird guy who talks about Jesus all the time. <laughs> Man, can't he just talk about something else? No, I can't, because I'm so in love. Because look at what he's done. I was this way and now I'm this. I was dead and now I'm alive. I was walking in shame, and now I'm free. Does anyone in here want freedom? Yeah. I do. And guys, I believe that when we share our testimony, when we talk about what the Lord has done in our lives, when we allow him to comfort us in our struggles, when we talk about what is going on in our lives currently, there's freedom there. We get that junk out of the darkness and into the light. And the Lord says, I can use that because you let me. It's okay to be naked and unashamed. So guys, why is it so hard to share our testimony? Yeah, we talked about fear, but the accuser continues to lie. And there's typically two lies that I hear about when it comes to giving our testimony. The first lie is this. Man, Zach, I, I don't know. I just don't think I've got that strong of a testimony. I've grown up in church my whole life. I've never really done anything bad. I've never gone without. I just don't believe that there's power in my story. I, I don't know. I just don't know if anyone can come to know the Lord through my story. And then, my friends, to that, I want to talk about my favorite movie, one that has changed my life, okay? Has anyone ever seen the movie X-Men? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, I love X-Men, okay? I'm, I'm not like a comic book guy, but like X-Men's pretty sweet. So the first time that I saw it, I was 14 years old, okay? And if you guys are familiar with X-Men, then you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, allow me to tell you the premise of this extremely deep movie, okay? There's mutants on Earth, okay? And when they become teenagers, they get this superhuman power, right? And uh, I think that's awesome. So we've got these X-Men who have like lasers coming out of their eyes, right? His name's Cyclops. We've got this one who's got claws coming out of his hands. He's got knife hands. (laughs) Who in here wants knife hands? Okay, thank you. Just be so easy whenever you're cooking dinner. (laughs) Just knife hands. Um, there is this guy named Nightcrawler, right? He's like half panther, half ninja, half transporter. And as a kid who's 14, I'm just like, like what? Like, what is going on? This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. How do I sign up for X-Men? And I'm looking at all these characters getting revealed, and then I start to get sad. Because there's this character that I feel really bad for. And her name's Storm. Because you've got Cyclops getting laser eyes, you've got Wolverine getting claw hands, and poor Storm gets scattered showers with a chance of fog, right? (laughs) I mean, I'm like, man, she got gypped. Like, come on, poor girl. Like, that's so sad. Like, these are some strong powers, but this one, like, it's so weak. Come on, X-Men, help her out give her something, give her like a tail or something, you know? Um, And so I'm watching this movie and this bad guy, he's taking over the world, right? And Cyclops tries to stop him and he just takes him out. Wolverine tries to stop him and he just takes him out. And all these different X-Men try to stop the bad guy from taking over the world and no one can do it. And I'm sitting here like, is the bad guy about to win? That never happens. And it looks like he's about to win. But guess who shows up? Storm, right? And she like concocts this like tornado, hurricane, flash flood thing. And it takes out the bad guy. Movie over, day saved, Storm saves the day, everything's great. And I'm like, like what just happened? Like did, did Storm just save the day? Because I thought, you know, Storm was the weakest one. And there's no way that she can save the day. And my friends today, I believe that some of us in here think that we have that storm testimony. I believe that people might point at your testimony and say, that's weak. But the Lord points at your testimony and says, I want to use the weak to save the day. Because there's power in your testimony. The guy who was saved in prison, yeah, his testimony speaks to a specific story. But your testimony, if you were raised in religion, if you went to a Christian college, if you've known Jesus since day one, well, that speaks to a specific audience too. Yeah. Yeah. And there's power in that. The accuser wants to lie and say, there's, there's no power in that. Sometimes we believe it. But when we believe it, what we're essentially saying is the Lord messed up when he wrote our story. And my friends, we do not serve a God who messes up. He has wrote your story on purpose. He has created you for purpose. But we have to tell our story. We have to let the Spirit move through our story. He wants to partner with us. That's how He works. I think that's so cool. The next type of testimony that I want to share about is the one who thinks that his sins disqualify him, the one who thinks that they're too far gone, the, thinks that, the one who thinks that they've done too much for the Lord to use. I've been there, and I've just, I don't know why the Lord would, would wanna use a guy like me. And if that's you today, guys, I encourage you to read your Bible and to pay attention to some of the main characters in the Bible. Because my friends, the Lord loves nothing else than to use broken people to push forward his kingdom. He chose Mary to be with Jesus as he died. Jesus asked Mary to go tell everyone else that he had been raised for the dead. Mary had a special place in Jesus' heart and she was demonic. The Lord chose Moses a guy with a speech impediment, a murderer, to lead his chosen people out of slavery. The Lord uses King David, right? A man after my own heart, a king. Well, he was also a murderer and an adulterer. Peter denied Jesus three times. He was supposed to be his closest friend. Paul, the guy who wrote half of the New Testament, he killed Christians for fun. And my friends, all of these people have something in common. Yeah, they all had sin in their life, but they all did not let their sin disqualify them. The enemy wants to point at you and say, you're disqualified today because of your past. And the Lord's saying, no, 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 no. You're the exact person that I want to use, but he's not going to force you into it. One of my prayers, guys, Lord Jesus, let me see myself as you see me. Because when the Lord sees you, he doesn't see your past. We have been washed white as snow, just like that song said. When the Lord sees you, he sees his children. If any of you guys have kids today, you know your heart for your child. God's heart is like that times a million for you. It doesn't matter what you've done. He wants to use you, but he's not going to force you. Guys, I believe there's power in your testimony. I believe the Lord wants to use what he has done in your life to give him glory, to attract others to him and to push back darkness. I think that's so cool. How has the enemy, how has the evil one been defeated by the blood of the lamb, Jesus Christ, who died for us, perfect and holy so that we can become one with him, so that we can enter into his family and because of you and what he's done in your life. There's power in your testimony. Let's get practical and talk about what it looks like to share a testimony, but before we do that, I wanna talk about my past a little bit. There was a time in my life when I was stricken with fear, particularly in one area, asking girls out on dates, (laughs) okay? I was terrified. Even the thought of it just makes me start sweating. I don't think I asked a girl out in like junior high, high school, college. Why? Because I was so scared. You know, girls are scary, okay? Um, And why didn't I ask someone out? It's because in my head somewhere, somehow, I had this thought that I had to make this huge production, right? I had to like roll out the red carpet. I had to like dress up in a tuxedo. I'm six foot eight. They don't make a tuxedo my size, all right? And like, I thought that I had to pull out the fireworks. I thought it had to be this production. And that terrified me. That stopped me from asking girls out. I could have been dating girls this whole time instead of been playing Xbox. (laughs) And then one day my friend was talking to me and he said, dude, it's not a big deal. Just ask him out to dinner. It's really simple actually. Hey, I like you. I wanna spend more time. Let's go to Wendy's. (laughs) All right? Don't act like you guys don't want a Frosty, okay? Because I know you do. <laughs> Come on now, okay? Come on. There's a way to a woman's heart. It starts with ice cream. Um, and it worked, right? Like I found a girl and I said, hey, would you like to go to dinner? And she said, yeah. And I said, is that it? <laughs> right? And we got married. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome, right? It's awesome. Um... And guys, it's asking a girl, it's not rocket science. (laughs) Sometimes I think that we have the same thought about giving a testimony, right? It's not rocket science. We don't have to, you know, break out the fireworks. We don't have to roll out the red carpet. We just talk about what the Lord has done. We just talk about what the Lord is doing. It can be really easy. It can be really quick. And I promise you, you'll know if the Lord stirs up their heart because they'll be intrigued. You can see it in their eyes. It's so cool. Here are a couple steps to sharing your testimony. Whether you're talking to a stranger or talking to your community group, you guys can do these things. The first thing is this. What was the situation, right? What is going on? What happened How did it impact you, or how is it impacting you? And if the story's not over, that's okay. How did it leave you feeling, or how are you feeling now? Okay? Hey, Zach, how's it going? Man, I'm going to be honest with you. I just lost my job, and I don't know how I'm going to feed my family, and I'm really scared. Number two, what did God do, or what is God doing? Yeah, man, I am scared, but... I feel this peace inside me. It's really weird. And man, I've, I've been so encouraged by my community group. They keep on calling me. They keep on texting me and telling me that it's gonna be good. Number three, how has it impacted you or changed your life? How has it, how has he been with you? And man, it's crazy. Like, even though I'm going through the storm, even though the hard is happening, I believe the Lord is building up trust in me. That's it, you know? You can talk about your past too. You can talk about what he's doing. There's all sorts of ways to share your testimony. It doesn't just have to be about the past. It can be what he's doing in your heart right now. And guys, I know that some of us in here are going through storms. I know that some of us in here are going through hard times. And that's okay. Just like what that verse in 2 Corinthians said, right? The Lord wants to comfort you in it. My friends, we are not alone in this. He wants to meet you where you're at today. He wants to comfort you. He wants to give you hope. He wants to give you peace so that you can then go and give peace and give hope to the next person that you meet with. That's how the Lord works. God is more concerned with the process than the end product. And in the process, you'll find gold. I promise you. He wants to use the process of dealing with your hurt. He wants to use the process of dealing with your past. I know for me, dealing with my past, it was hard. It took almost a decade. I'm still working on it today. But I had to get a mentor. I had to get counsel. I had to go to a counselor. I had to get in community. I had to do all of those things. And yeah, that, that is healing me from my father wound, but it also did a thousand other things. It also introduced me to the love of a father. If you haven't seen him work yet, my friends, just be patient. That just means he's not done. Just means he wants to show you something. Guys, there is freedom. There's healing, there's restoration. He is a redeemer. He makes the dead things alive again. That's what he does. That's his MO. The only thing he knows is freedom. He doesn't know anything else. And he wants to give you that today. And I believe he wants to use your testimony I believe he wants to comfort you in the heart. I believe he wants to show you his heart for you today. There's power in our testimony. God has written your story on purpose for a purpose. Your story speaks to a specific audience. There is no one like you. No one else has your story. No one else on this entire planet. And God knew what he was doing when he wrote your story. God knew what he was doing He doesn't mess up and he wants to work through it. He wants to use it, but we have to let him. He wants to partner with us. He's all about family and he wants you to come into his family. He is good, my friends. Let me go back to uh, how we started, right? Right. I want to tell you the end of that story about our awkward friend couple dinner date. (laughs) So my friend asked me that question, right? Hey, Zach, why do you care so much about the fatherless? And I have a choice. Safe way out. Step out in faith. See what the Holy Spirit does. He was knocking. And this time I said yes. I don't always say yes. And I just said, hey, look, man, I love the fatherless because my story is their story. Because the the Lord Jesus Christ changed my life because he helped me deal with this father stuff. He looked intrigued, I could, I could see it in his eyes. So I said, Hey, would you like to hear my story? He said, Yeah. I told him about how I grew up in an environment where I felt emotionally and physically abandoned. I grew up in an environment where I had no idea what it was like to be a man. I grew up in an environment of instability and insecurity. I told him how I was bitter, how I was angry, how I didn't forgive anyone, how I could hold a grudge with the best of them, how I would get in fights for no reason just because I wanted to feel something. My heart was numb. I told him about how me growing up without a father and what the enemy did in my life has affected every single relationship I've ever had. I hated authority. I was so scared to trust. I had a really hard time being intimate with someone. But then I got to talk about the Lord. And I got to say, that's all the past. Yeah, there's some stuff that I'm still dealing with, but I believe God's going to heal me from it, just like he healed all this other stuff. The Lord has brought freedom. The Lord has brought security. The Lord has brought me the ability to trust. The Lord has given me a new family, one that will never leave me. And now I get to do that with these kids in Forerunner. Because my story is now their story. And it's called Forerunner because they are going before, just like John the Baptist came before Jesus, they are going before future generations saying, hey, future generations, you'll never know what it's like to grow up without a dad because they're going to be faithful, because they're going to be good husbands, they're going to be good fathers because of what the Lord has done. I asked my friend, I said, hey man, does any of this make sense to you? And he looked over at his wife and she looked at him and they both started to smile. And he goes, man, it's like you just read my mail. He said, dude, everything that you are talking about, I've dealt with. I was like, awesome, man, that's great. (laughs) There's a little bit of a lull. So I asked him what he did for a living. And he said, man, I'm a pastor and I'm about to start a church plan. And my prayer is that the Lord uses my testimony to bring this guy into healing, is to help this guy deal with his father issues so the Lord can comfort him. And I believe that when the Lord comforts him, his entire congregation is going to be changed because your testimony, guys, what the Lord has done in your life, it's not about you. It's about the person that you're talking to. It's about future generations. Your kids and your kids' kids and your kids' kids' wives and husbands are gonna be different because of what the Lord has done in your life. I truly believe that. But friends, we have to let him out. I'm about to pray. Then I wanna take just a couple minutes. And my friends, I encourage you to lead out in vulnerability. I encourage you to be bold. And I encourage you to talk either with your spouse your friends, your community group, your life group, or with the Holy Spirit? Because there's power when we talk about what the Lord is doing. The three questions are these. Is there anything in your past or present that the Lord wants to bring out of darkness and into the light? The second question is, is there anyone the Lord wants me to share my testimony with? And the third one, is there any lies I'm believing about my testimony? I'm going to pray Then I really encourage you guys to see what the Lord wants to do. I'm just going to toss it out there and I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit do his thing. But he wants out and he wants freedom. Dear God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are good. You are faithful. God, you are trustworthy. God, give us what we need today to get stuff out of the darkness and into the light. God, help us walk out in vulnerability and boldness and courage and talk about you and what you've done and what you're doing, Lord. God, give us freedom. God, help us be naked and unashamed. God, bring us out of hiding. For you are good, Lord. The veil has been torn and you want us to come close. Help us understand, Lord, that our greatest pain can become our greatest area of influence, but only through you, Jesus more of you and less of us today. It's all about you and your kingdom and what you want to do, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. Holy Spirit, move in this place. God, stir up hearts today. We love you, Lord, more than anything. Thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.